from a radio studio on Long Island, New York. Come two diehard fans of the greatest rock and roll band hailing from Hollywood, California. Dissecting all things Guns N' Roses and anything else in their distorted minds, it's Brando and Scotto. And this is Appetite for Distortion. Welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion. My name is Brando. With me is Scotto, comma, Ian. What's going on, buddy? Yes, sir. Ian Scotto. But uh, Brand- as we said, Brando and Scotto just sounds It says good, sounds so. better. The it O's. Does. Uh, yeah, can I just say, man, I yeah. I have not been this excited for just any new project in I really don't know how long because like this is something you and I talk about all the time and that we'll be able to just discuss I think episode because you've probably did, did we just become too. best friends <laughs> this well, is how when, we became friends well the thing is this too when I was telling people the concept for this show. They're like, can you really talk about Guns N' Roses that yeah. much? And it's like, yes, yeah. you can. Yeah, no, we can. And that's exactly what this is. Uh, this is going to be all things Guns N' Roses, uh, just from our fandom, our fanboy, Nim, Nim is it whatever, uh, <laughs> to just the members, of course, through the, the history, through the entire catalog of the, the members, every other bands they've affected, the... Our, our, the culture that they've affected, I think they're one of those bands. And I'll say at the beginning of this uh, podcast, I don't think this is going to be a one-off. We haven't decided uh, this is going to continue. Uh, but Ozzy Osbourne in the Guns N' Roses behind the music when they used to have those uh, said they could have been the next Rolling Stones. Yeah. And they, I, I, it, it kind of, in a way, breaks my heart that they did obviously break up and they, we don't have more music from them. And who knows, we'll get into that if they destroyed rock and roll from breaking up who knows why rock and roll is the way it is at least in the, in the united states yeah uh but a little bit about ourselves if you don't know who we are um my name is brando brandon whatever uh brando on the radio uh, i guess that's what i it just sounded better than brandon weisler you know jewish kid radio man <laughs> uh, i've been in uh, radio for about uh, a decade over a decade i think and dude same here it's a decade i know it's crazy I feel so, I've, I've been finding gray hairs in my beard i plucked those <laughs> sons of bitches out um, but right now, I'm, and we're actually in the studio, so thank you to my program director at 102.3 WBAB on Long Island. So we're using the studio there, uh, although the thoughts and views expressed here at Appetite for Distortion <laughs> are not necessarily those expressed by Cox Media, COX. Relax. Um, so yeah, I'm uh, an on-air DJ at WBAB. I also work at uh, iHeartMedia in New York City. Of course, once again, the abuse and opinions. Do you really have to go through this every time? <laughs> Who knows? I mean, people get fired over tweets. We could curse on this show, so we can. I, I, I let's. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna try not to. I want to be civilized. I'm gonna hold my microphone up with a pinky. Axel says, "Do you know where the fuck you are on the intro?" <laughs> he's Axel. He's Axel Rose. He's Axel Rose. But we met uh, Ian and I at. Sirius XM, and that's where Ian is, uh, Scotto is at the, at the moment. You're, yeah. So what do you do uh, for, for Sirius? I, I produce Senator Bill Bradley's show, um, work on Andrew Wilkow's show, but most people listening to this that, that know me probably know me from Soft Rep Radio with uh, Navy SEAL sniper instructor Brandon Webb, uh, Army Ranger and Green Beret Jack Murphy. So that's what I've been doing, the Soft Rep podcast, which is just continuing to grow. 
uh, top 50 on iTunes, which is really awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm, and Because everybody has a fucking podcast. Is there going to be, uh, you know, competitive between Appetite for Distortion and South Prep at some point? I, it's it's it, so we, different. It's <laughs> it's so ridiculously different. You know, talking special know, those, operations military those and Marines talking. Marines are probably th- like listening to Welcome in the Jungle in, 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 the, in the chopper. Well, like Mike Ritland, who's a Navy SEAL and canine instructor, he loves Guns N' Roses, loves metal. Um, you know, even though GNR is not really metal, but like he loves rock and heavy music. Sure. So yeah, there's definitely like, honestly, over. those guys are, they're, they're trained killers if they're in combat <laughs> yeah. and that's kind of yeah. what you want to listen to yeah. when, when you're killing terrorists. Yeah. And to be honest with you, if I wasn't a, uh, a five, six weakling Jew, I would want to kill people too. And that's how I, <laughs> that's Guns N' Roses. I get that feeling. We'll talk about that. Why we love this band so much. Like, listen to excellent. They're real power. You want to fight somebody. Yeah. Don't worry. I'm in therapy. I'm medication. <laughs> uh, my anger is under control, but Axel and Guns N' Roses help uh, get that out. And when you brought this to my attention, it's funny because we again we met at Sirius. Yeah. Uh, again, so I, we met at a Guns N' Roses show. Honestly, we met. Well, we knew each other from Sirius, but we met at a Guns N' Roses. Oh, yeah, because I, uh, I don't think I ever actually talked to you until we went to a Roseland Guns N' Roses Roseland show. show. Right. Yeah. So technically, that our connection is Guns N' Roses, so really then, more so than anything. Then how did we start frolicking through the fields with our Ninja Turtle connection? <laughs> also, with our what? Oh, our Ninja, Ninja Turtle. Because you always post, you know, on <laughs> Instagram your Ninja Turtle stuff. I mean, I'm back of my iPhone. Oh yeah, you case. have the shells. Awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's so funny. So yeah, we we hit off, and then we ended up finding out that we both went to uh, to Hofstra, and we both did WRHU radio. Yeah, I was also going to say that uh, that article that came out, I think it was a couple years ago that. Or it might have been a year ago that Axel came out late on stage because he was watching Ninja Turtles. Yeah, Ninja Turtle too. So I, I hope <laughs> I hope that's real. That's too good to be true. It's it's awesome though, as because it's all that it's it's all that era, and you know I know I want to focus more on the reunion and, and all that than but anything. This, yeah, each but episode we're gonna have a um, a focus, a focus, a nucleus of it. Yeah, but we're but just the one thing I was gonna say is. If you want proof that just the 80s, late 80s, early 90s was just such a better time than now in terms of entertainment, you know, now they're, they're remaking Ninja Turtles. As you just said, there's a new Ninja Turtles cartoon. The Michael have, Bay version, eh, but the cartoon, but cartoon is sick. Where you have Gilbert Gottfried and Roseanne Barr doing and voices. Seth Green is doing a Leonardo's voice. Seth Green. Okay, and then... What is going to be the highest grossing, without a doubt, rock and roll tour of Guns the summer of 2016? Okay, I, I don't think Imagine Dragons could duplicate that. I'm sorry, <laughs> they can't. I know, and when I see uh, Coldplay, when I was getting tickets for Guns N' Roses on the Ticketmaster, and we're both on our phones trying to say, what did you get, what did you get? Yeah. And I say, hey, do you want to, while you're waiting for this, do you want to get Coldplay? <laughs> like, I guess, they, can they set out, sell out MetLife? I mean... They, but, but you know what's funny is... They seem like a new band to us, but even they're old. They're they were old. out when I was in high school, and I'm, you know, long separated from that. So, like, what is the new band? Like, I guess you could say Imagine Dragons. Yeah, but I, I, to me, know. I don't even know they're considered, for me, I mean, I know they're in alt stations, alt rock stations, but I hear them on just top 40. You know, they're yeah. one of those crossover bands, and it's very hard to be just a popular rock band. I thought, and I don't want to mean any disrespect, I thought it was going to be Hailstorm. And Hailstorm is big, yeah. But I thought they were going to be one of those names that that's going to be everywhere. Like Lizzie Hale is going to be everywhere. She's going it's to be the, the closest. The new Paramore, maybe. Yeah, but they also crossed over. Yeah. And then you know, it's really just her band, Haley Williams. It's just her band. You know, that's it's just it's so weird, and that's why now it's such a special time with this reunion. Like this was never going to happen. The hell was it uh, when Hell Freezes Over tour? Yeah. 
you know, or something like uh, not in this lifetime. Hell freezes over was the well, Eagles. Yeah, the Eagles, and this yeah, is this not, is in not this life. In, because Axel said to TMZ, you know, are you ever going to reunite with Slash? Not in this lifetime. Not in this lifetime, yeah. and, and and it happened. I mean, it's happening. It's so, real. So, getting in, into our main topic, then, honestly, did you, as someone who followed the the band Guns N' Roses when it was no longer Slash? Duff for many years. Did you think this was ever going to happen? No, because we should also establish our ages because that's important too. Because of course, yeah. Appetite for Destruction came out in 1987. I was born in 83. I was born in 86. Yeah, so yeah. I wasn't, you know, a four year old saying, Welcome to the channel, poop my pants. But I got into them later in life and they were already broken up. Well, I could say this though. I still remember um, when. November Rain and all that stuff was in heavy rotation on yeah. MTV. I still MTV remember and being able to turn on MTV and seeing November Rain regularly. They they stood the test of time, even though that they they broke up. And I think that's what makes them so important that they never went away. Especially since Axel went away, he was Howard Hughes. No one saw him. That was the amazing thing. And you know. Uh, this is in a, in a, whatever. This will kick off the, the story of the show like with this kind of story for myself. I'm only damaging myself. Um, back in 2002, the, the VMAs. Remember, there were yep. there were some rumblings. They were going to have some big act at the end. You had no idea, you know. And and just to go back a couple steps. Maybe Axel did some shows in Brazil, Rock and Rio. Nothing. I think this, that song, Oh My God, came out. It was on the End of Days soundtrack with uh, Schwarzenegger. Was that prior to the MTV? That, yeah, that was okay. prior. And that was a, that's a sick song. But oh, that I love was, that song. It was, but it was more industrial. It wasn't yeah. Guns N' Roses, even though I thought it was great. Um, so uh, my girlfriend at the, at the time were at my, at my mom's house because I wasn't old enough to live by myself yet. And we have it on in the background or whatever. And we're fooling around. And then Jimmy, um, Jimmy Fallon was the host. And he's like, MTV has asked this next band to perform at the VMAs for like the past four years. Well, tonight, not only did they show up, they're even taking requests. I feel kind of weird introducing the, like one of my favorite bands of all time. I just wanted to say, please, uh, it, it's been great hosting the VMAs here in New York City. Uh, uh, this is the best city in the world. And uh, if, if anyone lives here, you know how powerful it is and how electric and how energetic and uh, the greatest city in the world. For those of you who don't live in New York, welcome to the jungle. Ladies and gentlemen, good and my girl gets off of me and we and i'm okay with it we are like what is happening and then we the, the curtains go up and you see that's axel he's wearing a jerry rice black a raiders jersey he's got the cornrows he's got that uh um what do you call it? like the bucket caps not bucket head but the bucket caps the black bucket cap he's wearing baggy leather jeans yeah. who's who's this guy with a bucket on his head oh, is that yeah. is it is that Slash's new look? Like, what is going on? And this is all the guys. His head is shaved other than the sides and the back of his head. And th- that's not, like, I don't know, recognize anybody in the band. And they go into Welcome to the Jungle. But he starts off with that, that scream. Yeah. And we're both glued. We're putting our clothes back on. We're both glued because this is a monumentous occasion. And then he starts singing Welcome to the Jungle. I'm like, Guns N' Roses is back. Wait, what is this? What is going on? And this is really before the time of Twitter. Facebook was really not what it is today. I don't think no, there was no Facebook. It's Facebook t- was in was two thousand four because it was the first year I went to college. I remember. Well, Facebook for a while was just you could uh, get into it when you had an edu pass. Um, yeah, but email. that was two, that was oh four. Was it oh four? So, yeah. Then, then yeah, yeah. Then yeah. it was just a MySpace. 
You know, I, don't even, I, could, I don't even think there was MySpace, dude. No, that, it has to. There has to be because, or if anything, there was a live journal because that's how I met certain friends and stuff. Okay, so okay. I, that's I, possible. I, yeah. I was emo. Huh? I write out my feelings in live journal, and that's how I actually <laughs> met some people. I actually, I had another girlfriend from Canada. Just to skip ahead, uh, I saw Guns N' Roses in Canada where the Suicide uh, Girls and Sebastian Bach opened, yeah. and we met. I met a girl from Ottawa because I had Axl Rose as one of my interests on my page, and we became friends and nice. lovers after that. So, yeah, whatever. She's married now. It's fine. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I never go in a long-winded way to go to your original question. Yeah. I never thought it was going to happen. Once I'm like, okay, this is Guns N' Roses, but it's not. It's Axl. I'll be honest. I was at the point, because I was a fan just like you of what we refer to now as new GNR. Which is you know Axel with Dizzy Re- with uh, Dizzy Reed. Even though Dizzy has been in there since the usual. That's what I'm saying, and, and a bunch nobody, of other guys. And, and no a, disrespect to him, the the, the the mass majority doesn't care. No disrespect really to any of the members because I I love all the incarnations. I, I agreed. Yeah, agreed. So I, I will say this, man. I remember seeing Guns N' Roses at the Izod Center. This was the second show I ever saw of theirs. Because um, I didn't get to see the original lineup, or neither you know, did I. The we should also guys. establish that I yeah. never saw them. And I remember this girl saying how much she loved Slash, and we were on the floor. And I feel this is this is heresy to even say this, but she's talking about she's like, oh, I wish Slash was here. And and I'm in the studio right now wearing a Slash shirt. Yeah, you are. But I remember saying I was like, fuck Slash. I'm I'm just excited <laughs> to see Guns N' Roses. Now looking back, dude, I love Slash. I'm a huge I'm a huge fan of everybody who's been in the band. But I think at that time it was just accepting this is what Guns N' Roses is. The guys are not getting back together, and you could either go see Slash solo or you could see this. And I like Slash. And, and I love bit. Slash. So if Slash ever happens to hear this, I I, I I'm a huge fan, so he's, I, he's I feel like an asshole saying that. So it's just—it's how you felt in the moment. It's yeah, okay. in, in the moment, it was just like I'm—I'm I'm going to see this current GNR, and I don't want to complain that that, that these guys the aren't issue. here. You had to pick sides, yeah. and I didn't want to do that because I liked Slash the Snake Pit. I loved Velvet Revolver. I Velvet Revolver was great for me. It's just personally, there's nothing that Slash has ever done or the other guys have ever done that was on the level of Chinese democracy for me, which I loved. And there's people listening to this that hate that album and they think it's terrible. I I absolutely love that album, start to finish. It took me three listens because there was such a buildup. And I remember being on the MyGNR forum, you know, getting all the leaks you know the uh, the IRS leak. The the, the I remember tw- that the twat uh, leak. And IRS sounded slightly different than it does now. Yeah, yeah. and even uh, there was a time when they added something to, uh, different to the beginning and the end of it. They, you you know who leaked one of those songs, right? Who's that? Mike Piazza. Oh, yes, 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 yeah. yes, yeah. Mike P. I'm a Yankee fan, but I like Mike P. Yeah, he's fine. well, he loves GNR. Yeah, oh, he's a he's a metalhead. Yeah, yeah. Finally, getting. But he loves Guns and Roses. So, yeah. yeah. I think he was at that uh, 2002 show, because I remember him being on the air with Eddie Trunk talking about it or something. And he had, uh, we're getting sidetracked so much, well, but he had, all Guns and Roses. he had um, this story about how he was with Eddie Trunk, and this was in the era where Axel was wearing jerseys all the time. Yeah. So Axel would come out on stage, he's wearing a Derek Jeter jersey, and then he's wearing like some Knicks jersey and some Rangers jersey. Sure. And Piazza got to meet him backstage with Trunk, and he was like, dude- Where's the Piazza? Where's the Mets Piazza jersey? <laughs> He's like, I don't see Derek Jeter, you know, going to the MSG to yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, I remember. What that. the hell, man? That's so. I would have said the same thing. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And most people were like, "What did Axel say? Was he a dick?" And I think I always got into that where Axel, I never met him. You know, I can retire the next day if I ever meet Axel. That's like for me. You know, uh, 
I'm, not, I'm only saying this facetiously. No homo, because that's such a stupid <laughs> thing to say. But I, I love, I love Axel. He, as far as the rock stars, to me, he is the zenith yeah. of songwriting. How you're supposed to be on stage, everything. Um, but I just, I never met him, so I don't know what he was like behind the scenes. So it was hard for me to really pick sides. I know where my ears went. I know what I emotionally identified with. I, I identified with the songwriting. I identified with his growl. So when the new GNR happened. I was on board. Yeah. All my friends weren't. You know, I kind of had a. It was like pulling teeth to get some to go to the new GNR shows. And when you would say, "I'm going to see Guns N' Roses," every time, I would be, oh, it's not Guns N' Roses. It's you know, I know. excellent it's friends. Like, it's, it's or I got to work with Dee Snyder. You know, back in the day, uh, early when I worked in radio, he was always called them Rose and Roses. So, there's been a million different names, but I mean, you know, I get to it. me, it was I I was very fine accepting that this is what it was, and that it was not getting back together again. Now, if this is all right, fast forwarding ahead a little bit, there's there started to be two different camps basically. Velvet Revolver broke up, and then I remember, and we could probably find this somewhere. They asked Duff about uh, Velvet Revolver breaking up, and he was complaining about how tough it was to work with Scott Wyland. Rest in peace, of course. Sure. Um, and, you know, they add, someone in the paparazzi or something asked Duff, who was harder to work oh, with? Oh, this was Matt Sorum, they asked. It was Sorum? Okay. Yeah, yeah, TMZ I Sorum. haven't seen this in so long. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was who was harder to work with? And he's like, well, at least, at least there wasn't an empty seat in the house with Axel. Something of that, that yeah. nature. So the thing is, post-Velvet Revolver, there were kind of two camps uh, and you could even see this with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame performance. There was Slash, of course, Matt Sorum, Steven Adler, you know, the two drummers. Th- these guys all played together at some point. And then, and there's a reason I'm leaving one guy out, then in the other camp you had Axel, Dizzy Reed, and you even, I would say, had Izzy Stradlin. Even though he was no longer performing, you could correct me if I'm wrong here, and I'm sure many will if we don't know, I don't think Izzy ever performed with... Um, with Slash. Not that I recall. Coach. So he was every now and again showing up on stage for concerts with Axel. Right. And then the one guy who got along with all camps was Duff McKagan. Correct. So that, it, it all started to come together when you started to see, okay, Duff is filling in for Tommy Stinson on bass with Guns N' Roses. Uh, you know, but the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame performance it was like, uh, it, it doesn't look like this is going to happen, that these guys are going to get back together. Yeah, those those rumors right before, like, oh, they're all going to be there. I'm getting pumped up for it. And, and there were a million different things with management coming out. And then it all, something happened. It all came Where together. Axel wrote that war and peace reason as to why he's not going to be there. And that was, that was such a gut check. I think that was when, you know, I never really checked out of the Axel camp, but that was like... I don't even know what to do anymore. Yeah, you know, uh, where it was just this long, you know, SAT essay, and he, he's a very good writer, by the way. Yeah, you know, Axel. Uh, just why he's just not going to be a, a part of this. Of and you know, he appreciates it, but he he can't be associated. He has a new thing going, and it was such a gut check. I think it was because you know, like that hot girl in high school. It's like until she rejects you, you, you know, there's always that hope. Yeah, I had that hope until. Damn it! Just so, damn it! So then. What happened where all of us kind of collectively as fans and the whole world were like, this really may happen. I could tell you where I was. I, last summer, I was in Colorado. I went to go see my New York Mets play, and I also went to go see Deftones and Incubus at Red Rocks. Nice. Always wanted to visit Red Rocks. I went by myself, and I'm on my iPhone, and I remember seeing uh, the article that came up with the video, Slash is now, now talking to Axel again. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's I what I was, was like, like, what? And they're like open Chris about this because there were there were talks about it, but that's when something really struck. But a that nerve. came out of nowhere. Yeah, because I, you know, when there was that, you know, what when it was really interesting where Axel by chance ran into Duff at a hotel. I think because Duff's Loaded was playing somewhere in the area, and as was Guns N' Roses, and they were on the same floor, and I think one of them knocked on the other one's door to like, tell them to turn down their music or something like that, <laughs> and they're like, oh, that's crazy. To hey, think. hey, and it was cool, you know, and I think that might have been that first baby step, because like you said, uh, what he, Duff is like Finland, you know, or like Canada, you know, like nobody has a problem with them, he's, like, he's just cool, Yeah, but I think that's just what... But it's like one of those, like, it, until it happens. The same thing with Van Halen. It's just so many rumors. That's what it is. It's just so many years of rumors and nothing happening. So, and even now, when, they, you know, they became friends, okay, there, it was the I think Nikki Six coined it the worst kept secret in Hollywood that Guns N' Roses is going to reunite. I had so many friends, you know, my, my buddy who has both guns tattooed on his shoulder blades, he's like, until it happens, I don't believe it. Yeah. You know, and until that, that April 1st show at the Troubadour, and even me, I'm like, oh my God, they're on stage together. Yeah. Like, is this really, ha- this is happening. Well, after that article came out, I don't want to say who he is, because he told me, he was like, this would ruin my credibility if you tell anybody at the time, and hopefully we can get this guy on the podcast. But as you know, I work at Sirius XM, and by the way, the guy's not Eddie Trunk. He's, he's a, you know who he is, but so he's very well known. You've seen him on VH1, you've seen him on MTV. Um, and when the discussion started to happen, I ran into this guy in the hallway, and I said, "What do you think's going on with Guns N' Roses? Do you think it's really going to be a reunion?" And he was like, "Dude, it's happening." I'm, he's like, "I have sources that it is absolutely happening," and he gave me a little bit more, you know, a few more details. But hearing it from this guy. And I'll be able to reveal to you, I'm sure, who it is, but I don't want to right now. I get it. Yeah. And I'd love to get him on. It's a teaser it, for another episode. Hearing it from someone so reliable who's worked in the music industry for decades, who's so respected, and him telling me, don't say anything, but I'm positive. It's happening. It was just like, wow. This is... Because you didn't tell me that, and it's probably doing this due to the same, like, you don't want to get any Really? I didn't tell you? Okay. No, because the first I heard about it was when I saw an article on Blabbermouth. I'm like, What? Yeah, like, and it was said so casually, you know, from an interview of Slash over like in the Netherlands or whatever, some uh, weird country, and I was like, this was just so random. Well, no, it was I think after that interview, because people were speculating after the interview, are are they just friends? Are they getting back together? Right, and that's when I asked this guy. He was like, "Yep, they're and, they're doing it." And then it was when Slash would avoid the questions because for a while he actually would answer it, then he would just get annoyed. And this is like, okay, I just don't want, I just don't want to answer. I just can't, I can't answer. And it was more like the no comment as opposed to like, I don't want to talk about it aggressively where he was just getting sick of it. And I mean, you can't blame him for that. And it's like the same thing with, with Axel. I don't, I didn't know because the whole stigma around him was that he's a hothead, you know, and I guess, yes, there are video clips of him jumping off and attacking fans and freaking out or whatever. Kicking uh, people out of shows if they have a slash shirt on. Yeah. You know, get that guy, get that guy, yeah. you know? And it's like, oh, is there going to be, that's the joke now. And I, you know, especially when we post uh, Guns N' Roses articles on uh, on WBAB's Facebook, the thing is, is when's Axel going to get upset and storm, storm off? And I don't, I don't believe that'll happen. I don't think it's, he's, he's no, a changed person. He's a changed think... person. And who, what, we don't know what the reasons for the, like, the that's hate, the thing. We, none of us we're know not there. exactly what went on. 
And for the most part, perception is not reality. Yeah. And for the most part, Slash has never talked about it. Um, Even in his book, he never really badmouthed Axel. Which I'd love to get the co author, Anthony Boza, on. He's a great guy. And I know him. Uh, So, yeah, in his book, uh, but then Axel every now and again has had his rants. And I don't know if we want to play this one from New York City of him getting into uh, Slash. Truth is, they didn't want to be here for you at this level. They don't want to take it further. I mean, that's their business, right? But not at my expense or yours. You've been played. You've been lied to. You've been used. You've been manipulated so that, you know, they can ride around in limos and jam with Snoop Dogg or whoever the fuck. I don't care. That's their business. But I shouldn't really do it at your expense. I think I was at that show. Maybe I was completely stoned why I don't remember it. Uh, but that's that's why I'm even now more shocked and, and it feels like a dream until I go because I'm we're both going to not together uh, to <laughs> um, the Meadowlands uh, Meadowlands well same thing MetLife Stadium July 23rd when they come to Jersey um, of how much hate there was mainly from Axel's side where he called uh, remember when he called uh, Slash a cancer yeah you know like so what happened why Slash who everybody seems to love the one- why does Axel hate him so much and there was one rumor that got out there that I found really interesting and it was brought up to uh, Slash's attention. He's like, no, no. It was when uh, Slash worked with Michael Jackson and Axel was molested as a little kid, you know, when he was like two years old by his uncle and he believed the allegations against Michael Jackson were true and he did not like Slash working with him. I think it even went even further saying that he wasn't, Slash wasn't even paid that Michael Jackson just gave him a TV. He's like, you did this with this guy just for that? You know, so that was when I heard that. I'm like, if that could be a reason, that I, could be a reason. I didn't, true. I didn't true. buy it. And then also, I remember on, of course, my GNR forum. Shout out to my GNR forum. <laughs> they're, they're there, great there were people saying that the um, the timeline didn't match. Okay. So I don't. I think that I think the the group may have been over at that point. There's there were some issues with the timeline. I can tell you this. Huge Michael Jackson fan. Me too. I, I don't think he did it, and there's a lot of evidence that he didn't do it. But that's I a whole other believe, podcast. I, I, I also, just for the record, I believe, I'm with you. I just think he was a weird dude. Very, and, yeah, and very would much just so. Thought would see kids and just like I just want to be and, silly. And I don't think it's there's there's other things. I mean, the two other things that that we know of as fans is Axel owning the rights to the name Guns and Roses. See, I think that's and what the rumor of them of him making the guys sign the yeah. names at a show. But they were, yeah, and I think it was also on the Guns N' Roses behind the music where it was Matt Sorum saying, you know, he wanted to get the rest of the guys to confront Axel, and when he went to do that, the rest of them were like wouldn't be behind his back anymore. So I mean, like that he that was said, but what was that specific conversation? What was that debate? What was that argument about? We weren't there. We can only speculate. And All, he and Axel claims that's not how it went. You know what? What do they, what do they always say? There's three versions to the yeah. story: yours, mine, and the truth. I mean, that's how I look at it. So I just, not knowing these people, the only member of this uh, umbrella that is Guns N' Roses that I've personally met is Bumblefoot, who's no longer in the band, and he was a great guy. That's all I can go on. 
I've met Adler, who was awesome. But he wasn't a part <laughs> I've, of that. I've heard nothing but good things about yeah. Adler. Uh, so the, we have that, and then the other thing we have, of course, um, which you know all of us have read about, is that when Axel started bringing other musicians to play what would have been Slash's parts. Which, this is for Chinese democracy? or Yeah, this is- yeah. Where he had, I think it was, I, I get so mixed up with members, but Paul Huge, right? Wasn't he the... Guitarist that he started, he started to bring him in as like a session musician, and he was recording. I think they were erasing Slash's parts on Pro Tools or whatever they had at the time, and and having this guy play parts and and Slash being really pissed off about that. And I will say that as big of um, you can correct me if I'm wrong, as big of fans as we clearly are, because we're starting a freaking Guns N' Roses podcast. I don't know everything. No, so, neither do I. All right, so I want to get because we're yeah. you know we're we know a lot, but I'm not going to be like, oh, I have a PhD in Guns N' Roses. No, these people. I, on I have the a forum. PhD in GNR. Yeah. Um, that I did not know that I didn't know if, if Slash worked on anything. Chinese Democracy. I thought once. Uh, uh, no, know? not Chinese Democracy. I think. Or this, what would have been another album? Yeah, I think this was like maybe post Spaghetti Incident. I I don't know these, okay. but I do know that there was another guy coming in. I think it was Paul Huge. Who's really Paul Tobias, right? There's, I think it's the same guy. That sounds right. Um, and I'll, I'll double check all this so I don't, so I don't sound like an idiot. But uh, <laughs> I think that's correct. You guys, you know, who read this could correct me or listen could correct me if I'm wrong. But yeah, he he was, you know, Axel was bringing in other guys, and the other band members were not happy about it. Why would they be? Yeah, I mean, I get that, but I want to know why. Yeah, that's what I want to. I want to know why. What happened? You know, to that. Because of course the original Guns N' Roses wasn't even Slash. I mean, no. it was Tracy Guns. It was Axel. You know, I, I, it wasn't even Izzy, right? No, it was Izzy. Oh, was Izzy, Izzy, Izzy and there was and another. Axel there was another guy. The Th- there were schoolmates, guys. right? That's why some people were saying when the re- when it's the not Rock a reunion without. Oh right. Yeah, ahead. when the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame thing happened, they were like the real Guns N' Roses is really Axel and Izzy, and so they were like the two guys are not here. These are the guys who started this. Right. Right. So I mean, it's not a real Guns N' Roses reunion without Teddy Zigzag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, it's it's um, it's just very interesting. I want to know what happened behind the scenes, and we may never know. We, we do we have a right to know? And I think that's what a lot of it's like. They, the Guns N' Roses uh, camp they owed us, but it's also it's awkward. The same thing with Van Halen. Same thing with Kiss. You well, know, or like because the name sells, and the same thing currently right now. We can get into this. Uh, in a later podcast is I have a real big issue with Stone Temple Pilots continuing at least right now. Yeah, I, I, I understand that they, you know, Scott hasn't been with the band in a while. Um, I understand that they want to look for a new lead singer after Chester, but I mean, Scott just died, dude. I mean, yeah. you, but as I think you were a fan of their other band, the Delayo's other band, right? Uh, talk show? Right. That that band is never going to sell. No, yeah, they need to use the name. That's what it, so, just getting back into this, but it's the this, same though, thing with Guns yeah. N' Roses. Like that's that's what bought, you know people are like. What can what can you change the name to uh, Axel or War? Yeah, W A W. It's yeah, it's a money issue. That's what it is. Yeah. So getting into the the friction, I have the most ridiculous source. Yeah, why do you have uh, that? Gets uh, that into why um and that's some of this bi- friction. So here's what it is. Yeah. So I'll the, obviously you guys can't see anything. Um, I'm holding right now behind the paint by Violent J of Insane Clown Posse. <laughs> Which, was, believe it or not, an excellent book. Now, why it's a big ass book? It is, and it's very well done. And because Violent J has had a very interesting career, you guys listening to this probably don't care. So I'm not going to expand upon that. But here's the th- here's why you do care. ICP was starting to sell big records. Of their album um, Riddle Box. The the al- the record label at the time for the first time was like, all right, we're going to give these guys a big budget. 
And they were able to bring in guest musicians. And Violent J apparently is a big Guns N' Roses fan. And he was like, I want Slash to play on our album. <laughs> and this is really shortly after I had no idea. the breakup. Yes, yeah, so he played on a song called um, Halls of Illusion, Halls of Illusions, and um, he wrote about it in the book. Now, he gets into the whole session and everything, but the reason I brought this in is because it gets into a little bit of the drama and the hatred these guys had for each other. Hmm. And this is almost like, even though this is in our book, this is almost like a, Scott, a Brando and Scotto exclusive. Because there's very few people who've read this, you know I that know that hard GNR fan. I know Slash because I mean I know I know Slash's other collaborations. I know the other. I know about the Neurotic Outsiders. I know a lot. I mean this I never heard of. This is going to interest you. I promise you. So that's I why I brought it. Interested just to be interested. So here we go. They're they're coming off of recording. Um, Slash just records his guitar part for for uh, Halls of Illusions, and uh, I'm not going to get into all that because that's not that interesting. But or it is to me, but you know what I mean. It doesn't relate to this podcast. We, so we're not juggalos. So I'm. Uh, <laughs> so just that's the setup, and it gets into this a violent Jay talking. Suddenly, I realized I was sitting there hanging out with Leif Garrett, listening to his Michael Jackson jackoff stories, while Slash from Guns N' Roses was playing on my record. I felt pretty fucking good. I couldn't wait to hit up Kinko's that night and rate Joey all about it. Uh, Shaggy two dope. Then Slash turned to me. I got a question, Joe. This song isn't about Axel, is it? What? No, why would you think that? Well, use your illusion, halls of illusions. You guys are talking about people who beat their wife and kids. You sure this isn't about Axel? No, it's not, man, really. I realized then that Slash was a great guitar player, but he was completely out of his mind. Why the fuck would I write a song about Axel Rose? What? Slash explained, oh, well, it just seemed like it was about him. Shit, I wrote a whole fucking album about Axl Rose and he never even knew it. I just laughed. I didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. I kept thinking, what album? Slash has a record out? Where? Is he singing on it or something? I was steadily realizing how stupid and out of the industry we really were. Then Slash unzipped this bag and pulled out a Riddlebox shirt. I wore your shirt last night on stage, he said. It's the shit. I love wearing this shirt. All I could think was, where were you on stage last night? Are you back in Guns N' Roses again? Then he started talking to me about how much he hated Axl Rose. Yeah, fuck that cocksucker. And that's him saying that. Yeah, well, Slash, bro, this song ain't got nothing to do with him, I said quickly. Slash wasn't going to let it go. He looked me right in the eye. You a fan of Axl, he asked? Oh, shit, man. I was stuck because I did like Axl. In fact, I'm a huge fan of the whole band. But fuck that. Axl ain't here hooking up uh, uh, our album, so fuck him. I'm down with Slash. In fact, I would have even helped Slash jump that fucker. Uh, Ax- I would help. I would help Slash jump that fucker, Axel, if he wanted me to. No, I'm a fan of the music of Guns N' Roses. I said I've never met him or nothing. Yeah, well, he's a fucking ass. Well, yeah, well, he's a fucking asshole. Uh, and then they get into other stuff, um, and that's really it. But I mean, that goes into the hatred of. Uh, and the, the you, paranoia. Is this song about Axel? Like, I thought, you never got isn't that, that crazy, right? In an ICP biography. That's yeah. amazing because in all Slash's his biography and in, in his interviews, he never really he always avoided it. He always would be kind of like kind of diplomatic about it. Yeah, you know. So that is kind of interesting. How paranoid is that about Axel? Because even though when you announced the name of the song, I was like, that's got to be Guns N' Roses reference. Yeah, unless he was kind of just wanted to, like the the words of it and like, oh, Slash is on this illusion, illusion. I really don't think it was because I think that they wrote the song, and then the and then the record label was like, all right, we're gonna give you a budget for guest musicians. They had Alice Cooper come in. They had. Uh, and they had Slash come in, 
And but there's but he's saying that uh, Slash wrote a whole album about Axel and he didn't know. That's what he said to Violent J, and that so would that th- mean the first Slash's Snake Pit album? Right. Yeah, because I think that I was actually looking at the timeline, and I think that was prior to this. Okay. But yeah. Yeah, because it wouldn't have been like when it's the Slash that we know now when he's doing with uh, Miles Kennedy. Yeah. I can't imagine that. No. Yeah, because this is like we're talking 1997 about. That's crazy. Yeah. See, that's what I mean. Like, we just don't know. Yeah. <sighs> I want to know. <laughs> and even now, it's amazing where, you know, when when Motley Crue, you know, just finished up their their farewell and the same thing with uh, Black Sabbath, they're finishing up, they did press. Yeah. Guns N' Roses aren't doing that. And I was amazed that Axel, now in Axel DC, uh, that he did press, well, a video for ACDC's website, but he's talking, and they're just talking about even Brian Johnson. But they're in charge. Right, but even yeah. Axel doesn't seem uncomfortable. He's he's happy to talk or whatever. Uh, but nothing really has been said with Guns N' Roses. It's really... It's like it's like a mystery, you know. You got to pick up on these clues. It's like a video game. I remember you texting me like, "Hey, I'm in the Star Wars movie, and they just played something." That, like, I wasn't there. I heard about it. I, yeah, I, I was ex- I was putting a, like, stretching the truth, you son of a bitch. You could have just went with it. <laughs> I'm not a Star Wars fan. So. <laughs> Neither, uh, I'm, I'm more a Spaceballs, but uh, but yeah, it's like the same thing. Or you took the, the picture of the Guns Roses thing in Times Square. Or, yep. And we're we're finding all these clues, or you know, you show me that um, was it? It was the um, the slot machine. Yeah, right? yeah. They and the and the slot machine that and they came just showed out the three just this, showed Axel Slash and Duff. So you were like, all right, and, and is that's this what, what their union's right because it wasn't official yet as to who, who was going to be on it. Other than you know, I follow uh, Frank Ferrara on um on on Facebook. Yeah, but that's that's about it. I mean, it was you know an educated guess of who's going to be in it. And and the big thing that people are asking now is this: like we've seen the shows that have happened so far. And there's not really that much interaction on stage between Axel and Slash. And then it makes people think, you know, I mean, I know there's small moments here I think here people there. are nitpicking, but was there really? I mean, he'll, right, there yeah. are small moments. But there's people just wondering, like, are they friends? Is this for the money? Because this is going to be a huge payday. Most people would be willing to do anything for the payday that but they're they getting. But they could have done this a million times over already. Or was the catalyst when not only did Bumblefoot quit... But when DJ Ashba quit, the new version of Guns. But were they asked to quit? We don't know exactly. We've heard things. I but... highly doubt that Bumblefoot was asked to quit because he seemed really unhappy. Yeah. Not when I have interviewed him, he was fine. But just because he's, uh, there's a lot of interviews and he's talking, he just wanted to do his own thing. He was never sure, when can I make my own album? When can I go on my own tour? When is Guns N' Roses going to pick up? I think the uncertainty of the band got to him. And with DJ Ashba, I think he really also wanted to do 6 a.m. Yeah. So he pieced. So I'm wondering, Axel's like, I don't have a band anymore. He could easily get it. He could I, get anyone in I the know world he can get anyone, but it's just like, he doesn't have a consistent. If he's, if you're going to recreate your band, then recreate it. Otherwise, you're Menudo. I, think I don't want that, them to be the rock and roll Menudo. Yeah, I think this was planned earlier. I do. Because- There were steps you, in place to, pu- to push them out? You know what? Well, yeah, because you know what's one thing? I was looking on my time hop on uh, you know the app where you can look back and what you posted on Facebook. Yeah. So- uh, basically, I think it was maybe yesterday or two days ago, uh, to the day, two years ago, I saw uh, Guns N' Roses play in Bethlehem, PA. That was their last show, I think, before they did um, that Ohio Rock on the Range, and then they did um, the Vegas shows, and that was it. So they haven't played shows in two years until now. I mean, I think two years, it's... Uh, 
it's not a lot of time when you really think about it for these guys to get back together. And you also have to remember when they played that, um, they played that, what was the award show again? For Revolver. Oh, the Golden Gods? Golden Gods. They had Duff McKagan on base, and they were playing several shows with Duff overseas. So I have a feeling that might have been in the works. All right, let's see how people react to Duff being on stage with us. And I, I think it's possible. I don't know, just because the the one consistent has was Tommy Stinson. And if you're going to replace anybody, Stinson, I, I don't think, was the guy. I think Stinson just didn't give a crap. I mean, especially since the replacements were also getting back together. He was like, yeah, man, whatever. He just seemed like that kind of dude. But it was the guitarists that were, you know, I guess more of, I don't, it was, it's too weird. It, it's, I think it's too conspiracy theory. Yeah. You know, even though this whole band is a big conspiracy theory. It is. I just don't know if Axel finally said, shit, I don't have a band. Can <sighs> we call Duff? Let's, what can we do with this? You know, what's that first conversation like to, to get to this point? And especially when... Uh, I don't know about you, because obviously the first show was in Coachella, was at Coachella. No, no, it was in- well, The uh, first show was really it, it was the at Troubadour. 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 Yeah. It was at the Troubadour, California. That was that was the main uh, yeah. point what I'm trying to get to anyway. So since we're on the East Coast, and that show was scheduled to start at 11, and Guns N' Roses, their history, it wasn't going to be on until much later than that, yeah. I couldn't sleep that night. So following along with the show on Twitter, which is- Twitter sucks for a lot of reasons, but it's great for a lot of reasons, and that's one of them. And people are live streaming the show on Periscope, so I'm watching. Which they're not supposed to be. Of course not. I think they actually had people take away their phones. Yeah. Uh, you know who started that? Uh, Dave Chappelle. He actually, I think he invented this uh, magnetic pocket where you can't, like, it shuts your phone off, takes all the surface out, whatever. Uh, Dave Chappelle, a lot wow. of people. Um, he's going all, he's the Axel Rose of comedians. He goes crazy, he goes to Africa. Um, but when they're playing. Chinese democracy. I'm like, what? What is that conversation like? To like, there's that, yeah, and then there's also who's this? Who's this girl on stage? Yes, I'm like, I because before when it was announced, uh, Chris Pittman made he responded to a tweet. That's why I had to put, um, you know, the thoughts and views expressed on Apple. Yeah. You know, um, you never know what could be picked up, even though it's a it's a very minute response to a fan. Probably got Chris Pittman fired when he said, I'm not a fan of this money grab. You're gone. This Asian chick is in, who I think is the- I think she's Asian. I think, she? I think she's Asian. She's hot, but- She is a beautiful woman. And, and but, she is brain, and former she, member of Guns N' Roses, girlfriend. Yes, or wife or-, or Something whatever. like that, yeah. Yeah, so he left, and then it's been uh, Ferrara ever since. And he, he, to me, I think he's awesome. I think he's he fits great. in. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's taking pic- pictures. He's like- this is my life right now. Even on the Axel DC tour, I'm like, I'm on stage with Axel Rose and Angus Young. Like, where's my life right now? I love people who seem to really appreciate where they are, you know. And I, it just seemed like Axel was trying to reinvent his new guns where he, you know, he lost the dreadlocks. He even lost when he, he tightened up the braids. You know, is he trying to get back to the new guns? And what was the thought process of getting DJ Ashba to wear that little, uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas-esque Slash hat. I I'm think like, that was him. I think that was. Yeah, but him. don't you realize, like, hey, Slash is known for the hat. You have a hat. People are still pissed. What are you doing? Dude? Oh, you know what's so funny? Have you ever seen that picture of a? I think it's a girl who has the Guns N' Roses bullet tattoo on her back, and it's two tattoos of DJ Ashba next to it. <laughs> it's like, why would you get that? No disrespect to DJ Ashba, but he's never even written a song with that's Guns like N' Roses. A, that's like getting a Gary Sharon tattoo. I gotta what fi- are you doing? I gotta find it now. It's uh, <laughs> so bad. It's so funny, man. Uh, and I, I like 6AM. I thought I was actually excited when they announced DJ Ashba was going to be the new guitarist when um, uh, Robin Fink left. Or no, uh, Bumblefoot replaced 
Fink. Was that? Like, see, it's, it's two six degrees of bacon. Was... Bumblefoot left, and I think they. I think it is I know, Robin B- Fink, really. B- uh, Buckethead left, and I think that's when they got Bumblefoot, and I think it's when Fink left, and I think that's when they got Ashba. Yeah. And um, um, oh my God, the, the guy who's on tour with them now, I'm, I'm totally uh, drawing a blank. Not oh, uh, you're uh, Richard Fortas. Yeah, sorry. sorry. If you're not Fortas, sorry, you're us. sorry, Richard. <laughs> yeah, and he's a uh, he's like a badass guitar player. He's very, he's like a very Izzy esque. That's just, he's showing me right now the, yeah, I have seen that tattoo. He has the, the, she has a typical Guns N' Roses, you know, the two guns with the roses, old school logo, and has three, What's three DJ yeah. Ashba tattoos. One, a portrait, and two of him with a guitar, and one of them holding a gun. And it's blending into the Guns N' Roses, so it's not like these are two separate things. It's She has a nice back, but I mean, just, what are you doing, dude? Yeah. I mean... Get a, get a 6 a.m. or a beautiful creatures tattoo instead. Yeah. Well, well just whatever. Whatever. Yeah. And uh, I have my user illusion uh, tattoo. Nice. I, I, I'm hoping to get a, nobody gives a shit, uh, a back piece of, of Guns N' Roses at some point. What about an appetite for distortion tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> if this becomes if anything this with our first paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> never. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, but. It's just been it's been a long, strange journey. Yeah. What do you think, by the way, of Melissa Reese coming into the band? It's it it's adds, rubbing a lot of people a weird way. I don't know why. I think it's it adds a really unique element, and I think it's cool, and I like seeing her on stage. I want to see more women rockers. I want to find out more about her. You know, uh, what's I other than just being the wife of a former drummer? Uh, I mean, former drummer as in Guns N' Roses, not just former yeah. forever. Yeah. Wasn't he also in Primus? Brain? Yes. That was his thing. Uh, and he's played with Buckethead, you know, a yeah. lot. Oh, you, and you just saw Buckethead, there. right? Yes. How, how was that show? It was great, but you know what's weird? He kind of pulled an axle at one point. In what, did that he show up I, like two hours later No, I think he was not happy with how... He doesn't talk, obviously. Yeah. So I think he through wasn't... Through a puppet. He talks through a puppet. Yeah, I think he wasn't happy with how his guitar was sounding because he just kind of awkwardly took it off and he left the stage for like half an hour and then came back. It was, <laughs> it was really weird. I've never seen anything like that with Buckethead. But I mean, I'm a huge fan, but... so. But no, I, 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 I think it adds an interesting dynamic because, you know, it's, it's like the same people who are unhappy with Van Halen right now. I understand there is no right now Van Halen, but when it was everybody except Michael Anthony, just take it for what it is. You know, obviously we want Alex, we want Michael Anthony, uh, but David Lee Roth, Eddie Van Halen, that's what, I'm sorry, that's Van Halen. I saw them, it was excellent. But uh, So did I, it was excellent. I, but, but for me, yeah. Same thing. I, I want Izzy in the band. You know, whether it's Sorma Adler, I can do with either. You know, even if Gilbert, Gilby was in the band, fine. Well, uh, what do you think of these people who's who? You know, they're they're minute. The people who are saying this isn't Guns N' Roses. I'm not going. That's why I joke like it's not a Guns N' Roses reunion without a Tracy and Roberta. You yeah. know, <laughs> it's not. But I I understand the people who want to see because let's. I think even you they and don't I see can. It. But even you and I can be honest. If if you had your choice. Between this lineup and the Appetite for Destruction lineup, I I can tell you, me, I'm taking the Appetite for Destruction lineup. I, think, I would love to see. I think that I'd goes love to see saying, Izzy. I think that goes without saying. Yeah. But I think I'm just I'm very happy with this. Yeah, me too. I'm not, absolutely. I, you know, would I if would I rather? Sure. Do I have any complaints about what they're doing now? Absolutely not. You know, for me, I I saw the new version of Guns three times. I saw Velvet twice. So I've had a mini Guns N' Roses reunion in my brain. But it was always about, you know, my favorite song ever is November Rain. That means a lot to me. It was just seeing Slash and Axel, you know. Are you going to cry? <laughs> when you see it live? Oh, when you see Slash hop on that just, piano? I'm just in awe. As you know? Axel plays? It's just, it's just <laughs> awe because it's just so much of watching... 
the videos over the years. The welcome to the videos, and I love that. You know, and it's just that's that's the face of so much of my childhood. Of so much, you know, growing up with its ladder of high school and its college, and that's when you're, you know, when I was still emo hating girls, and it's just like it, it was shaping my personality. Guns N' Roses helped shape my personality, and even though you mentioned before Chinese democracy, it took me three times to fully digest it. I like the record, uh, but Slash has that sound, man. And I love that dirty, bluesy, rocky sound. And the fact that he's doing it, and he's even doing these songs from Chinese Democracy that I like, and Eddie's own flavor to it, makes me even that much more excited. You know, and just now, a little worried because Axel is screaming his head off with ACDC. Uh, yeah, it does. But he's on point, and I, I want to know, and that was always a concern, and we had this discussion. There was a point where I felt like I had, almost had to tap out, even though Axel sounded great the times I saw him. Plenty of video of him online where he sounds like Mickey Mouse. What happened? Yes. You know, welcome to Burger King. I got fat. He's got all fat. You know, whatever. Got, <laughs> all whatever. the memes is what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, all the memes. All the memes. But, you know, he lost weight. He's kind of like, you know, jacked right now. Yeah. But he's singing great. Was losing weight? Was it, is he rejuvenated? The what thing with is him it? too is he always, he has always had on nights and off nights. But he's been on. Yeah. Every show, even with ACDC, every night, there's nothing where I'm like, I have the axle goggles on where I'm like, yeah. you know, uh, oh, it's okay. You know, it's, it's, every, everyone changes with age. You know, I understand David Lee Roth. That was the big complaint on the last Van Halen uh, tour. I'm like, he was never Pavarotti. Dude, the internet has made it that people just complain about everything. Yeah. It, it could be any, even if it was the appetite lineup, people would still complain. Um, I, and it should have been years ago. Yeah. Uh, there are hacks. I mean, yeah, yeah, I know, but. Some of those things I like to still dissect and have an intelligent uh, conversation about, yeah. as opposed to an argument. Speaking of the appetite lineup, and I know we don't want to go too long here. You know, I want everybody to be able to enjoy this first episode. But there's there's a couple other topics I'm thinking of here, real quick. Is that so? We there's been talk that the reason Stephen is not there is due to a back injury, and that he was supposed to be there for the April first show. So we're still wondering: is there going to be a Stephen Adler appearance? I would love it, but that's what's interesting because. Adler, the band, was supposed to have a show at the Troubadour, and the Troubadour tweeted out, like, just an X through it, yep. and said, news coming soon. So you wouldn't make it that obvious. It's news coming a... soon, and they put the picture of of uh, Steven's skull from the Appetite Right, logo. which is, yeah. it just doesn't make any sense, and what doesn't make any sense is why, or how uh, Steven has always been the most vocal of the band, even though he hasn't been in the band in, and I just want to make sure you're getting the story. It was the because it was the whiskey he was playing at. Oh, okay. So he, do you, this is the craziest thing that happened. I'm sorry because I just All want right, to sorry, make sure. correct so my. They yeah. were he was playing. I got the gist. Yeah, no, you do. But here's what's no, crazy I want, I want about to get the facts it. Right. So he was playing the whiskey. Right. The whiskey tweeted out that it's canceled with the Stephen Adler skull, and then they were like, "Big announcement coming soon." And do you realize the big announcement was a Guns N' Roses tribute band? So the night that Guns N' Roses played the Troubadour. There was a Guns N' Roses <laughs> tribute band, and it happened playing the whiskey. <laughs> That's funny. That I did not know. They're not even a good tribute band. That's funny. No, there's actually a pretty one out here in the uh, good one out here on the island. Uh, I think it's Appetite for Destruction. Okay, I, I think that's the name. They're actually pretty good. Um, but yeah, so thank you for straightening out. My, no, 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 my, it's all my, good. Well, that's what I, I want. I think it's just funny that they that a that tribute is band, funny. Like, but how how much would it suck to be at that show? <laughs> <laughs> Why even go? Yeah. Just why even? 
It's like just just bring around a, a, a red solo cup and just drink the tears you've been flowing all night from yeah. the real band is playing just you know feet away. But I was saying I was gonna say now how Steven Adler has been the most vocal of all the members, even though he has been uh, not a member for the longest amount of time. It's like, dude, let go. You were on one album, whatever. I'm not saying I'm saying that, but that's the, the consensus on whatever. I don't want to say consensus. That's the blabbermouth trolls that say that. Uh, but you haven't heard a word from him. Not a single word since this reunion yeah. happened. That is weird to me. I agree. And when Izzy, I guess when he joined uh, Twitter, because there are rumors that he was going to be in the album, on, on the reunion, that he said, at this time, I have no involvement. Why say at this time? And, yeah, that's the last thing I want to know. Why no Izzy? I know he's always had an aversion to touring, but come on. Well, maybe that's it. Maybe he's because, you know, he was the one. I mean, I don't want to say he was the one. They all had issues with heroin and drugs, but he may be the most afraid. But he did plenty of shows with Axel. I mean, that's the biggest hurdle to climb, I'd like to think. Uh, but for him to not say, I have nothing to do with it, I, I'm not going to be involved. As a, But he said, at this time, I have no involvement. So to me, that doesn't close any doors. Um, Gilby Clark says he's excited, he's happy they're together. Uh, Matt Sorm, he did respond to a fan online saying that he has no involvement. So, I mean, maybe these shows, maybe when Axel stops being uh, you know, Larry Flint and gets out of the chair, maybe when they get going, maybe this is when this <laughs> thing's going to happen. That's so weird, too, man. Yeah. Oh, what a, what a trip. You know, we talk about going from when this band was in its heyday and when they were playing the VMA. It's not the 2002 one, but when Nirvana was playing mm-hmm. and Dave Grohl's on stage, hey, Axel, hey, Axel. That was when uh, Vince Neil punched Izzy in the face, yeah. that one. And then now, these all these years later, Axl Rose is using Dave Grohl's throne that he used when he broke his foot. And they were showing uh, Dave Grohl and uh, Taylor Hawkins in the crowd at their first Vegas show. Yeah. It's just amazing. It's like they're all... I think it all comes down full circle to this, what uh, Sammy Hagar said. And because, of course, they, they, him and Eddie traded... This is so stupid. It's like 14-year-old girls. They traded tweets. They wish yeah. each other a happy birthday via Twitter. Oh, is Van Hagar going to come back now? And he said, no. I mean, like, you never say never, but... I'm seeing all these people die, you know, Lemmy, Scott Weiland, David Bowie. I don't want to have any animosity when, you know, I kick the bucket. I want all good vibes in my life. There's know? a lot of bands getting back together with the, you know, the news the of the Misfits. Misfits. Fit. Oh, my it's God. Because it's, I think there's just such a market for these bands and rock and roll and right now. And I think now, just getting older, too, and maturing. Yeah. I, I, th- I, I mean, I don't think that's really far out of the, uh, the, uh, the element of saying why these bands are getting back together. Yeah, and kind of going full circle with something we started the show with, rock and roll is kind of dead. And it's these bands who need to bring it back and, and get some excitement out there. And they could do these big arena tours, man. I know. Because I, it's, it's not happening. I don't know. And it's, it's, it's depressing. Like, why? Because I listen, I know... I mean, I have an eclectic. It's more towards rock, but you seem to have a more eclectic. I'm all over the place. Yeah, yeah you know. Um, I don't want to totally damage you, but I think you do have at least one Bieber song on your iPod. Yes, I do. Well, I, yeah. I, I, my iPod is switch all around. I'm all over the place. Whatever. Dude. I mean, I have like, I'm, no shame. I mean, I, there's I, no guilty pleasures for me. No, I like it all. No, I mean, I, mean, I, yeah. I like Boys to Men. I like Kelly Clarkson. I mean, there are, <laughs> I have some weird things too, but um, I think it's just there's nothing now that's. Tangible. I mean, there's so many rock bands that sound the same. They can be good, very talented, but there's nothing that stands out above the rest, you know. And even now, with 
the hip hop game or rap or whatever. Hip- I couldn't have said that white. The, <laughs> the hip hop game. The hip hop game. Jesus, that's I why I, I own a, uh, a heavy D cassette. That's my nice. That's my uh, my my OG. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm pathetic, uh, but I, I, there's nothing really standing out. And when you still say Guns N' Roses, even if you're in a sorority, you know Welcome to the Jungle. Yes, you know Paradise City. You know Sweet Child of the Mind. You know Thunderstruck. You're gonna have so you, many. Yeah. You know back and you know these iconic songs. You're gonna even have, if you don't know the Misfits, you know that friggin' skull. Yeah. The the, the thanks ages. Avril Lavigne and Hot Topic. Yeah. Um. But anyway, we'll see uh, where that goes, and you know what? We'll see where this podcast goes. Yeah. But uh, if you want to follow us, and we'd really appreciate it, and uh, let us know what you think, we're on Twitter at the AFD Show. Uh, that's Appetite for Distortion at the AFD Show. Uh, on Facebook, facebook.com slash the AFD show. And if you want to email us, it's the AFD show at gmail.com. Simple enough. Uh, and this has flown by, man. I can't wait to just get into other topics with you about it's gonna be fun. our love of this band. I was like, can we talk about like an hour? Are we going to lose steam? Like, no. No, not at all. I could go another, I can go another hour, another two hours. Chill, stamina. Yeah. Chill. <laughs> all right. So hopefully we'll see you back in uh, maybe a few weeks, maybe a month. Who knows? It's like Chinese democracy. You never know. It's gonna, it's gonna happen. When? Soon. <laughs> You've been listening to the distorted minds of Brando and Scotto, dissecting all things Guns and Roses on Appetite for Distortion. Follow the guys on Twitter at the AFD Show and on Facebook at Facebook.com/slash the AFD Show. security, I'm going home.